Now, if there is one thing I did not know going into this episode, it is just how wild and long and complicated the history of the pacifier is. I just thought it would be like, ah, I can 19 or whatever pacifiers were invented by people who hate babies. And now we all buy them. The end. But come to find out, that's not the case at all. Welcome back to Deep in Bear Country Patreon bonus episode. I am your host, Phil Gonzalez. Thank you so much for joining me here on Patreon. If you listen to this week's Berenstain Bears book, Berenstain Bears Seashore Treasure, you will know that this week we are starting to cover on Patreon exclusively the Berenstain Baby Bears books. Uh, kick it off with Pacifier Days, a fond farewell by the Berenstains. Now, I have covered a couple of the Berenstain Baby Bears books. I believe I did My Potty and Me. Maybe that was the only one I did because that was the only one I could get my hands on. I, I covered My Potty and Me. And that was an interesting one. I had a little bit of affection for it. But I'm going to tell you right now that the, baby, the Berenstain Baby Bears books do not have a big following. <laughs> They're generally considered to be weaker entries in Berenstain Bears lore. So take that for what it's worth. They are not easy to find. They are board books, which means that they were designed for small hands. So of course, many of them were just destroyed by babies because that's who is supposed to have them, babies, not 44-year-old men that are who are going to attempt to discuss the plot of these books. That would be absurd. Why would anybody do that? Uh, the Berenstain Baby Bears books. So yeah, so the, these are, like I said, these are I don't know, like four by four, five by five uh, board books. They're, they're hard. Like, listen, like if I do this, like that's what it sounds like. They smack clothes. This is from 1999. Uh, they're sturdy enough little books. Little, you know, if, you're, if you buy them used, they're going to be rough around the edges. I'm telling you that right now. Uh, I don't know who illustrated them. It looks like Mike illustrations, the way the line work is and the way the hair and the eyes and their smiles. They've got that funny little... Funny little smile that Mike does. Uh, this being a pacifier book, it has a lot of shots of a, of a baby bear sucking on a passy, which is a weird way to – it's a weird thing to see a Berenstain bear do. But also, as these are the baby – the Berenstain baby bears books, not necessarily about our family of bears. This is just some random baby bear with a random mama and papa. In fact, dad and mother is how this bear refers to their mama and papa. And we don't even know – if this is supposed to be a a girl bear, boy bear, which is probably on purpose, it uh, it is wearing a magenta t-shirt and no pants. That's all we know. So I'll just be using they them pronouns for this baby bear. And pass what is so what is pacifier days about? Uh, well, obviously it is about the pacifier, the binky, the dummy, the soother, the doty, the nana, the ninny. The Squeezer, the Squeaky, the Jim Jam, the Fliberty Gibbet, the, the Will-O-The-Wisp, the Clown, the Pacifier. There are as many stupid names for pacifiers as there are stupid reasons to have them. Uh, I have had two kids in my life. The first one did not even want to look at a pacifier. The second one would not, could not live without a pacifier. The Pacifier, the Passy, the Sucky. The num num, the the rubby, the the nipple, the a million things. I did not know this. Pacifiers today have three three parts. A, th a pacifier is a three prong weapon. It contains the teat, the shield, and the handle. The teat, 
the shield, and the handle. The shield exists so you can't suck the whole thing into your mouth. The handle exists so you can rip it out of your kid's mouth. And the teat is the teat. It's the, it's the, it's the teetal on. So what are pacifiers and why do they exist? And we know that pacifiers have existed about as long as children have existed, uh, as has been pointed out in many sources. Pacifiers have existed as long as kids have had thumbs and hands. We know that kids start sucking on their fingers when they're still in the womb. We've seen it. We have pictures. Uh, in 1473... Uh, the first pacifier was mentioned in literature by German physician Bartholomeus Mettlinger in his book, Kinderbuchlein, Kinderbuchlein, How to Take Care of Kids. Uh, then you would have, uh, in 17th or 19th century, you'd have teething toys. like So teethers and pacifiers kind of went hand in hand. You had things for kids to chew on and for them to suck on. Sometimes they were the same thing. Uh, sometimes they're just meant to, to pacify them. People also talk about, like I've seen in a couple of articles of that they're, 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 they have magical, like they were intended to be myth for mystical purposes. But I, I, I don't see much like evidence in that. Like maybe, but who knows? Uh, rich people had pacifiers made out of metal, which is odd. And poor people had to make them out of bone or wood, which actually sounds a lot better for the child's, for the child's gums. Um, here's a fun fact. Uh, in 19th century America, uh, there were these soft, like, pacifiers that were made that were, uh, like, old cloth or linen that had, like, sweet, sweet meats or sugars or fat or, like, booze in them uh, that kids were meant to mouth. Um, and they were called—I I won't say what they were called, but uh, it's the same term that Mel Gibson used to insult a woman cop when she pulled him over. So what he called that that cop is what we used to call these soft bags that children would put in their mouth. Um, there's a famous painting by Albrecht Dürer of, uh, the, of the Madonna with the baby Jesus, and that baby Jesus is holding uh, one of those kind of pacifiers, and it's, and it's a little Jesus fist. So, uh, yes, yeah, so we have these cloth pacifiers, we have metal pacifiers, we have wooden pacifiers, we have bone pacifiers, we have all kinds of pacifiers. Anything to put in a kid's mouth to shut it up. And then in the 1900, 1900, exactly, the first patented uh, teat shield handle one was invented. And uh, rubber was available. So these nasty, stinking rubber ones were forced into babies' mouths. Uh, there were white ones, too, that contained lead, so that's fun. Uh, in 1909, pacifiers started being touted as a menace to health, the dental health. They were seen as something that only poor people used and gave their kids. Uh, in 1914, doctors started complaining about the dummy teat, uh, which, you know, is probably just a way to insult poor people and immigrants. Uh, and then I think it was uh, 1935, the brand Binky came out, which is where we have the term Binky, Binky with a Y. And uh, I don't know if they still use Binky. It's still owned by Playtex products these days, but that's neither here nor there. Now, a lot of medical issues have sprung up. A lot of medical fears, I guess, have sprung up around pacifiers, saying it'll de deform your child's mouth. It'll cause their teeth to grow in wrong. Uh, it'll cause them to stutter. It'll cause them not to learn how to talk. It'll get in the way of their... None of that has ever been proven true. There is some evidence that if you, if you use a pacifier or any kind of like sucking object beyond the age of three... It could cause an overbite. It could cause your teeth to grow weird, but that's never actually been conclusively proven. And most pacifiers these days are so soft, like the nipple is so soft that they're not going to like actually cause any like harm because they just 
they're not as strong as the baby's upper palate. And in fact, there is some evidence, some evidence, not much, but some evidence that actually sucking out a pacifier can uh, help prevent uh, sudden infant death syndrome. Hi, welcome to a Berenstain Bears podcast. Can't believe I just mentioned that here, but uh, that's it. Like, and, and it's a comfort and whatever. And kids, are, if the kids are going to suck, they're going to suck something. They're either going to suck their thumb, going to suck their fingers. And pacifiers, honestly... Take it from me, easier to get away from a kid than their own hand. So uh, maybe stick with the passy. So that's kind of the pacifier. Um, oh, also adults suck on them when they go to raves. And there's a picture on the Wikipedia of three ravers. One of them has a pacifier. And I've never felt so old as I do when I look at that picture. So the Baron's Same Bears pacifier days, though. What is this? Now that we know what a pacifier is, where it came from, uh, it's basically about a, it's a, it's a baby bear. Introduces the reader to its pacifier. And is like, thing doesn't taste like a whole lot, but I've grown pretty attached to it. But my parents are worried. Sometimes my mom is worried. Sometimes my dad. They're so worried they stare at me while I, apparently I'm able to read, sucking on my passy. Uh, they're worried that I'm never going to grow out of it. That they think it's babyish. And they wish I would just get rid of my passy friend. And so the baby bear does. <laughs> that's, that's it. The baby bear is, is, says, okay. It seems to worry dad and mother, sometimes one, sometimes the other. They think it's kind of babyish. Someday I may grant their wish and part with my dear passy friend. It's said that all good things must end, so I'll say goodbye, my passy friend. For I am growing up, you see, and while passy is still there with me, for me, we no longer need each other. What a relief for dad and mother. And that's it. Like, that's, this is a short book. I could read it out loud to you in about a minute um, because it's a board book for babies. I think you're supposed to like read this book to your little child to introduce them to the concept of not having their pacifier. I think you're supposed to be like, look, baby bear was able to say goodbye to the pacifier and wave goodbye to it and walk off pulling one of those duck toys on a string. There's other things out there besides your pacifier. And I'm not going to say that that's a bad thing to introduce. In fact, that's a good thing to introduce to your child early on. The fact that you're going to have to give up this pacifier someday. You're not going to have it forever. Grow up is what you should not yell at your child. But uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's very serious pacifier day. So what about the book? I mean, what can I say about it? It's a short book for babies. What can I tell you about it, though, that might entice you to take a look at it? Who is this baby? We don't know. This is a mystery bear in bear country, and I love it. I love that for a while, the Berenstains were like, I'm tired of writing about these familiar characters. Let's write about this nameless baby somewhere in Beartown. Presumably, we don't know where it is. It could be somewhere else in Bear Country. Anywhere else. This is just some suburban baby with a bad haircut. So, Berenstain Bears Pacifier Days. I'm not as hostile towards these books as some people are. Uh, they're nicely drawn. They're colorful. They're bright. The baby bear isn't overly cute. It just looks like one of the bear cubs, which I like. It's always wearing a bib for reasons I can't fathom. Why is your baby always wearing a bib, mother and papa, or dad and mother? I also like that the baby bear just gets so fed up with its parents arguing that it decides to ditch the pacifier itself and proudly march away. Also, the last shot of the family, the kid looks like it knows something we don't know. What a relief for dad and mother. I don't know what is going on in this bear's head, but I like it. Uh, and that's the bear, bear and stain baby bear's pacifier days. A fond farewell by the Baron stains, which leads me to believe that that was a lot of the work of, of the sons, Mike and Leo, or just Mike. I don't know. 
But what an attempt to break into the board book world. And oh, as someone who worked at a used bookstore, I can tell you the board book world is, is overstuffed. Now, because these books were not super popular, you're going to be paying for them. Uh, I think these cost me like six bucks each, which doesn't sound like much, but I frequently find Berenstain Bears individual titles for far less than that. And there's one in particular that I haven't found for less than like $30. It's probably the rarest of the Berenstain Baby Bears books. And I don't know what I'm going to do about that, but I'll cross that bridge when I come to it. Uh, but I can afford stuff like this sometimes thanks to the support I get here on Patreon. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for supporting me. I hope you enjoyed this one. I'll be back next week with the next uh, Berenstain Baby Bears book, My New Bed from Crib to Bed. So thank you for joining me. Uh, thank you for, for being here and putting up with my absence when I was absent. And I will see you all next time on Patreon.com. Deep.